0: In business and life, relationships are everything. Welcome to the People Catalyst podcast, where we interview top business leaders and learn how they build relationships with their teams, clients, and those that promote and refer them. Here's your host, business trainer and leader of the People Catalyst team, Carla Nelson.
1: And welcome to the People Catalyst podcast, Jared Hanning.
0: Great to be here. (laughs)
1: Well, you know, you have to have the, you know, what, what, what was the uh, world's greatest tickler uh, <laughs>
0: in
1: the five-year-old category?
0: I am the world champion, tickle champion. <laughs> yeah,
1: the the world five-year-old champion. That's, That's fantastic. Right. I know your son's nine now, but I, that, like, I was sold at that point. <laughs> Talks a little bit about positioning and branding, which is fantastic. And so we're so excited to have you on the podcast today and talk about, oh, you have the most fascinating background in the fact that, you know, for 18 years, you were a violinist in the South Carolina Philharmonic, you know, uh, orchestra, like 18 years. And then all of a sudden, you got to share with us what happened.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes. So in a, in a previous life, in a previous career, many, many moons ago. But, which uh, is was so a professional.
1: super cool, by the way. And my hometown is Charleston, South Carolina, so.
0: Hey. Yay! <laughs> Palmetto State. Yay! Um, so yeah, I was a professional musician, uh, classically trained, uh, playing concerts and all the stuff that goes along with that. Um, both my college degrees are in music and I've spent half my life in a cave with no windows, perfecting and <laughs> practicing hours a day on end, sore fingers, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it's wonderful, it's, it's, very, it's very fulfilling. Um, it, it, taught me to think differently about, uh, business, uh, for example. Um, cause when I was out, I, I got frustrated, uh, that I'm, I'm working and it seemed like 50,000 a year was my ceiling. Um, but I, I rethought the way I solved those problems. I made three changes. All of them involved taking my time out of the equation. How could I teach without my time being the limiting factor? How could I play concerts without my time being the limiting factor? And how could I um, open up avenues to receive more income streams without my time being the limiting factor? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I made those three changes, and it took me from 50000 a year to 100000 a year, but making 100000 a year, only working 20 hours a week. Um, so I, I would encourage like you anybody. that's like do more tickling. Yeah, that, that's right. Amen to that. <laughs> Get the tickle factory going. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I would encourage anybody, uh, wherever, whatever business they're in, How can I take my time out of the equation and get the same results? But yes, I was a principal viola. Um, I was principal viola with that orchestra for 10 years. Uh, I played with that orchestra for about uh, 18 years. And I've probably played with about 14 different orchestras um, throughout the classical uh, tenure until I moved over to performance coaching and speaking and training and the world I'm in now. Which
1: is so similar, by the way. And it's funny you say just today um my son was learning patterns in math Mm -hmm. and um his dad looked at it and he loves the piano oh my gosh i can't like separate him from it and he was explaining the pattern by the melody for each like it was a trapezoid it had the same melody oh yeah square the same melody and all of a sudden on it instantly, how the pattern actually works. And so, you know, really when you think about it, like everything is math and music is math, right? So business really at its core has this, you know, mathematical, you know, underlying, you know, it's, and I always like to say it's, it's science and it's art. Right. And so there are, yeah. the coolest part about business is that you can have the science of business, but you also have the art. So it's that space between the notes, right? That that you can like put your dent on a universe. And I think that's super cool um, as far as like your background and then how you have that background to be able to um speak into the world of business. And I wanna talk a little bit about there is a sector in the mind scan that talks about something that I think everybody should be aware of, which is, uh, the four quadrants of, you know, being unconsciously incompetent, consciously Mm -hmm. incompetent, uh, consciously competent and unconsciously competent. And those four quadrants, I think, speak to a lot of different areas of business, but I think we kind of like kind of shush them away a little bit and not realize go. In saying, okay, if I need to shift or I need to pivot my business, what am I consciously competent in, or what am I unconsciously incompetent in? Yeah. And I think the mind yeah. scan it kind of like it shines a light on those things that you're unconsciously incompetent at. Um, and so, if you could speak a little bit to that in regards to mind scan, I thought that was um, a, a brilliant um, aspect of the overall profile.
0: Um, yeah, so, uh, the, the bridge there between music and the work I do now is, um, some, some people don't know this, but when you're engaged in making music, whether you're, um, singing along to the radio or clapping your hands at a concert or something, um, in that moment, you are using more of your brain than any other time of your life. Um, more different areas, more contrasting areas, more cross connections, Um, This uh, is different than other areas where we use our brain. So say, for example, athletic performance. Um, In in athletic performance, it's it's completely opposite. Um, The higher a level that you're performing or that your body is is engaged in that activity, um, the less of your brain you're using. Your brain enters kind of a a meditative state. It becomes very quiet um, because glucose is a a very precious resource and it needs Mm -hmm. to be going towards the muscles. So your brain kind of quiets down. Well, the cool part is what if there was a way where you could access different parts of your brain on demand? And that's one of the things that the mind scan makes possible. So talking about uh, conscious and unconscious competence and and why that makes a difference. Um, No matter where you're at, um, there are three things that are, are happening in that situation. If you're trying to overcome an obstacle or reach a goal or whatever it is, I'm going to tell you these three things and you'll, you'll see why it's true that there's not really any such thing as working smarter. Working smarter is an illusion. Um, it's the same thing as working harder, also an illusion. Um, both of those are dead-end roads. And we're going to look at that here shortly. So the first thing is it, you are already doing everything that you know to do. Um, if, you, if you're trying to reach that goal, cross that bridge, whatever it is, like pat yourself on the back. You're not a slacker. You're doing everything you know to do. Um, if it makes, and the second thing is the things that you're doing to solve that problem, um, they seem like good ideas. They make sense. Um, like, you know, duh, you know, you're not going to do stupid stuff. Of course they make sense. What that means is a breakthrough in your situation, the actual transformation. And this is where we get into the, those four quadrants that you mentioned earlier. Um, the true transformation will at first not make sense. It's going to sound like a bad idea.
1: And not only that, this is so crazy, Jared, that you're saying that because I was watching one of my um, mentors and and colleagues and they talked about cognitive dissonance, right? Mm -hmm. like we cannot hold like two opposing ideas at the same time. So your mindset is that you, whatever it is that you believe, is say for instance, oh, I'm coming up against an issue or a challenge or a problem, your mindset is either I can fix it or I can't, or it's I can, you know, you know this is a good idea or this is a bad idea, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's the mind that's holding that, right? based off cognitive dissonance that, and it made me think of you, actually. It's kind of funny you brought that up today Um, because the mind and its inability to hold two different thoughts at the same time is exactly like, oh, wow, that's going to seem like a bad idea at the time.
0: Yeah, the the illustration I give there is when you're five years old or however old it was, when you're learning how to ride a bicycle, um, in that moment where they took off the training wheels and you didn't have it yet, um, of course, you don't want to fall down because that sucks. You don't want to get hurt. And um, in that moment where you hadn't experienced balance, your crazy aunt Jenny comes by with some advice. And she says, what you need to do is is go faster because when you go faster, it's easier to balance. <laughs> and you think yeah, like, to yourself- you crazy? That Now I know why they call Lady, her crazy aunt Jenny. I not even
1: like to go <laughs> <my> Yes, <feet.
0: laughs> are you nuts? Um, but then notice what happens. The, The moment that you experience balance, your brain goes, oh, my gosh, now I get it. Now, before you felt the difference, no amount of explanation made a difference. But after you felt the difference, no amount of explanation was needed. What that shows us is the breakthrough in your situation isn't going to come from your understanding. It's not going to come from the things that you are consciously aware of that you are competent in. It's going to come from that area that you're not even aware of exists. And that's what the mind scan makes possible because we can print those thinking patterns up on paper and get you access to that unconscious competence right away.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's so fantastic. And I, I love, uh, you know, we were talking about, and Peter Drucker is one of my like all time, if I could ever meet somebody, I know he passed away quite, um, several years ago, but I Mm -hmm. love him. I love if you read his work he was such a visionary and he knew where the puck was going um and one of the quotes i know we talked about was success in the knowledge economy because that's where we're at right it's like the Mm -hmm. knowledge economy comes to those who know themselves their Mm -hmm. strengths their values and how to best perform and i mean that just speaks completely to the work we do Right, it's based off 110 years of marketing research. How do you put the right people in the right place at the right time doing the right thing? And by the way, Peter Drucker was the same guy who said, innovation is easy, just put teams together. The problem is that nobody knows how, (laughs) (laughs) right? And so, but the first part is to understand yourself. And then it's, you know, how do you uh, put teams together? And I love that the mind skin it breaks it down, really what I saw, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Jared, is four specific areas, which is, you know, how are you thinking? What are your strengths? What are your areas of weakness? And then what am I gonna do about it, right? And so if yeah. you can speak to like, first, you know, your thinking like, what's between the, the biggest challenge all of us face actually is the thing between our two ears.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it measures a, a couple different things. Um, it measures your, your natural understanding. Um, you know, some people are really good with, uh, music. Some people are really good with math. Some people are really good with sports it measures, natural understanding. Um, this is surprisingly important. Um, I have lost count of the number of people that were not aware that they were not aware of their strength of their sweet spot.
1: Yeah, and, that's because it's um, so easy. Right, Jared. The thing you're like brilliant at, you're like, okay, you can play the violin, okay, <laughs> like, and you just go, you know, you just do it, right? It is brilliant. Well, everybody else looks at it and goes, oh my gosh, that's the <laughs> most incredible thing I've ever seen, right? But we take advantage of the things that we're most brilliant at. Oh, we don't value them and 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 necessarily even lean into them because, oh my gosh, it's just so easy, right? Like. Duh.
0: We, we do. Now imagine what happens when somebody becomes aware of what that sweet spot is. Had a guy, who's making 400,000. He's in the financial space. You'd think at that level, what are you going to teach him that he doesn't know? Takes the mind scan and sees right there that he didn't know what his sweet spot was. He didn't know what his zone of genius was. So we take him through some mindset push-ups So he gets clarity on that. On the thing that makes the biggest difference that moves the ball forward the biggest difference he starts to schedule his day around that starts to structure his day around that and that clarity takes him from 400,000 to 1.2 million over the next year and a half have another lady. She's a high executive in a nonprofit. And as you know, working at a nonprofit is like herding cats because mm-hmm. you're dealing with volunteers and all this yeah. other stuff. Right. So here she is. in the thick of that all, you know, just the stress that comes with herding volunteers and can we just get cats instead? And I mean, you just, just that mess, right. And you know, we don't have the money to outsource this. And so we have to do that ourselves. And so now we were wearing hats that we don't need to be wearing and shooting ourselves on the foot. Well, takes the mind scan, same thing. She's already performing at a high level. Um, and one of the things that showed was that she wasn't nearly as clear on her strength, her sweet spot, her zone of genius as she thought she was. So we're able to take her through some mindset, mindset pushups, rewire the way her brain solves those problems, get her brain thinking at a higher level. And that took her earning power to $5,000 an hour. Now, when because she is very very clear on which task produces that and how to do more of that task during the day, now hiring qualified people yeah, is no longer super a problem.
1: Cool. Yeah, so it's like, okay, this is your thinking, but you know, be focused on your strengths and 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 that totally speaks to what we do because, you know, it's all focused on what's your core nature of work. How can you move from your weak work, which is the stuff you're not good at, to your peak work, which is the things that you do naturally and easily and faster with greater ease and greater effectiveness. Um, and so then also the mind scan identifies those areas of weakness, right? Mm-hmm. That, and you kind of touched on that a little bit, Jared, in regards to um, you know, that if in an area of weakness could be, hey, I don't actually understand my strength right?
0: It, it is, um, a really interesting area of weakness. Uh, the, this is a total blind spot, um, for a couple of people, not everybody, but is overvaluing your strengths. Um, Ooh, and so the illustration there is
1: like, that's if nice. you're going on a
0: hike in the woods, imagine that you have a trail map. Well, if you hold that trail map on the end of your nose so that it's all you can see, you're overvaluing it. So you're going to hit a lot of trees. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time you can have the most perfect trail map and people do this all the time they have the most amazing genius buried in their mind and they stick it in their back pocket and they never pull it out and they have no idea this hidden gem it's such it's such a missed opportunity and the mind scan gives us the the ability to pull that out so their brain is uh, using more of its powers at once it's pretty cool
1: that is super cool and i like that it's like oh you could overuse your strength. Hmm,
0: overuse it interesting
1: because you know you never typically hear that with it's almost like lean into your strength lean into your strength it's like oh wow you could actually overuse it i mean that's kind of juxtaposing pretty much you know every assessment that is a strengths assessment you know um out there i think that's pretty interesting do you have an example that you could share like i love the you know in the woods and but like a specific so you know, people can like visualize that. Cause I can actually see in my life how, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh my gosh, that is my strength, but how could I overuse it? And how could that work against me at some point?
0: Work against you? Uh, yeah, happy, golly, I've got so many examples that I want to think of. Um, so, uh, I've got three. Um, hopefully we have time for at least two of them. Yes. Um, Imagine somebody that is really, really clear on what life is calling them to, really clear on their future, Um, somebody that has a high commitment to honoring that calling. Um, We want people like that. Um, The problem is, if they become too committed, then life stops working. Um, And an example of that would be, uh, there was one girl, um, she was uh, 22, she takes takes the mind scan. Um, at that time in her life, she was a single mom. She, you know, one kid, she's living with her parents. Now she had perfect clarity on what life was calling her to. She had total commitment to honoring that in her life. What that looked like is she wanted to be a stay at home mom. And for her, it was stay at home mom or bust, nothing else. the way that played out though, is she refused to work. She refused to go to college because mm-hmm. in her mind, from the lens she was navigating life through, those looked like the antithesis of being a stay-at-home mom. Why would I want to do that? Uh, I, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But somebody from the outside looking in would like say...
1: Why would both and? Like, you,
0: you, you dummy. You don't
1: have to not do that to do something else.
0: Right. Or, or even more so, if you want to be married, going to college is the fastest way to meet a husband.
1: Oh! Oh, there's a good one
0: right there. Here's another one. Here's another one. Um, Some people are super ninjas socially. Um, They have the ability to build rapport uh, just amazingly well and relationships amazingly well. Their their ability to read people is just, you know, there is no second to it. They're super ninjas. The problem is sometimes they get into leadership and because they value so much how people feel, it works against them. So they find people being irritated around them, and, and they can't understand why. Um, they say, "Oh, here, here, let me let me help you with that." In their mind, they're being kind by by helping, but it gets interpreted by the other person as you don't trust me to do my job oh, because they're overvaluing, overvaluing that lens. And I got one yeah. more, one more. If we have time, to more, No, this throw is it in, throw one. it in. Just before right, right. We ro-
1: roll up with the action plan yeah, before for
0: sure. we wrap up. Now, this is, super is
1: interesting. I love it.
0: All right, all right. so um, a lot of business owners and leaders that um, I have the joy to work with, um, when they first come in, they pride themselves on getting things done. They're achievers, they're action takers, um, pride themselves on checking things off their to-do list and um, just, just real go-getters. And, um, but then if we pull them aside afterwards and say, hey, do you, does it ever feel like there's more on your to-do list than you have time to get done? They're like, Oh my God, all the time. How did you know? (laughs) Um, Do you ever try working harder and faster to fix that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way you fix it. Okay. Um, When you get to the end of the day, does it feel like you spent most of your day doing little stuff that someone else should be doing? They're like, yeah, all the time. Well, when we look at their, their mind scan, um, what we find is the way their brain solves problems is by taking action. Mm-hmm. which makes sense on the surface. The more action you take, the more results you get. The yeah, problem right. is because their brain solves problems It overvalues action, their brain just looks for more things to do.
1: Activity does not equal productivity.
0: Correct. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: So true. And it's so, I think, and, and it's interesting because with our method, uh, the hoodoo method, it identifies, are you a doer or are you a thinker? And and they value those differently, right? Doing mm-hmm. and making action and taking action versus thinking, like, are you in your mind or are you on your feet? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting because there's a balance of the two, but as a leader, you, know, you don't have to be in the bullpen the entire time, right? Leader's
0: yeah. job is not to do, it is to cause. And oh, they like do that. that with systems and people. If yeah. you were doing the work, your business is falling behind.
1: I love that system. So Peter Drucker, we'll come back to him again because I love this man. He, uh, oh, actually um, Deming is a, is a probably yes. better uh, focus on this one is, you know, 94% of failure is process failure, not people failure.
0: Amen so to that.
1: Yeah, if you're a leader, you need to understand the process by which you fill in the blank. Like what is the process? Because what happens is, is that, something fails and we want to point the finger at somebody else. But as a leader, it's actually the process that's the most important. Now, that's not saying that we don't value people. It's just saying that how they come to, you know, a conclusion of ideation, what are we going to do or implementation? How are we going to get it done? Having a process and understanding. And as we started this out, knowing yourself, right? Because that's what, um, Peter Drucker said the definition of success, basically, was knowing your strength, your values, and how you best perform. So how can you, you know, insert yourself into that uh, is absolutely critical. And I think as leaders, understanding how to help people along that road, and I love what the mind scan does in it's really interesting because it's extremely short and you're wondering why and how you could get that much data and information. That's so weird. I have just that's such so a weird. you know, I think it took me all of 7 minutes maybe, yeah. right? And then yeah. it was like, okay, that's totally me. So, um so and at the end it creates an action plan, right? So, yes. what yes. are we going to do? How are we going to take a look at this and of course, you know, that's the end result of any great uh, assessment training or whatnot is like what are we gonna do about this? So Jared, can you uh, share with the listeners like how they can get a hold of you, how they can, you know, see the mind scan, get some information.
0: Yeah, I would be happy to get another person their breakthrough map. Oh my gosh, mindsetcall dot co. Mindsetcall.co. Mindsetcall.co. Uh, if you go there, I've got a little short explainer video so you can see some pictures of uh, mind scans and other thinking patterns and the difference it made in their life. Um, short little application, if you'd like to take the mind scan yourself, uh, if it looks like it's gonna be a good fit, I'll send you right over so we can get your, your breakthrough map. And Carla is absolutely right, it, it's very short. Uh, most people take seven to 10 minutes, um, 15 minutes at the longest and it's very That's if you're a different
1: cuz i'm like durn, durn, durn. I just went through <laughs> it real quick and i was like yeah it was but if you're a thinker and you're like working through all the little aspects it might take you up to 15 minutes but it's super short super cool and the results are fantastic so thank you so much for being on the um people catalyst podcast jared i really love what you're doing and look forward to hearing more
0: thank you ma'am Thank you for listening to the People Catalyst podcast. And remember, it's a good life.